Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right. Thank you for joining us today for Executive Coaching, Mainline Coaching. This is what we do. We do Executive Mainline Coaching, ACT, which is all about and cultural transformation. That's what we do. We are, we are coaches. We are executive coaches that help leaders in this process, which is very difficult, which is really has a high level of failure in transforming their culture. That's what we're going to be talking about today, today, the difficulty, the challenges, and how an executive coach can assist you and your culture in this change of being static, static leadership, static organization, and into something that is dynamic, dynamic culture, dynamic change. That's what we'll be looking at today. So this is Rich and Michael. We've got a great guest with us today, Ronnie Shoemaker. Ronnie's been with us before. We're happy to have him here. And let's get started on this whole thing about static organizations, static leadership. Ronnie, open that up for us. What is this static leadership and static organization stuff all about? Yeah, well, first of all, Michael and Rich, thanks for inviting me back. I, I enjoyed my prior visits. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Uh, static and dynamic, what a, what a great difference in, in just the definition of those words. Static is, when I think of static, I think go back to the old radio, transistor radios, and you're trying to tune in that, that station and all you get is static, which isn't good. Same thing with static leadership and static uh, organizations. It's, it, it, they're, they're lacking in movement. They're lacking in change. They're, they're doing the same thing they've always done. They're not looking at new creative ideas on, on how to run their business. Uh, they're not including their stakeholders, their staff. They're just, let's just continue to do this. Everything will be fine. And we know in today's world, that doesn't work. Dynamic leadership on the other on the other side is one that goes through change and willingly goes through change. They look for ways to change things. They look for ways to do leadership different, to do their business different. And, and that's, that's what excites me. And I think that's what's important for for businesses today and leaders today to be successful going forward is they've got to be dynamic. They've got to be willing to pivot and make the changes going forward. All right, good. That's a good intro here for us. Thank you, Ronnie. Rich, what are your thoughts here? What's going on with you in your mind about static leadership, static organizations, da, da, da? You know, I think we can look around all over just today and see examples of static leadership uh, and how uh, they're failing. Um, they're failing their organizations. They're failing their people. It A lot of that comes right down to um, the changes that happened over the last year. Um, 
there are a lot of organizations that literally are disappearing overnight. And a lot of these organizations were telling themselves, we have nothing to worry about. The world needs us. We're good to go. And it doesn't work that way. If you're, if you are one of those leaders that, that are listening to us, don't kid yourself. You, if you think you can be static and it's going to be status quo and everything's going to be fine and without making changes, you're going to be one of those 75% that are failing because they failed to change leadership. It's all about dynamics. Uh, organizations who invest in leadership development, organizations who harness the power of their employees and have a culture of inclusion, a culture that we're going to be able to change, able to pivot. We got a plan. And if we need to change it, we're going to be able, we're going to be fluid enough to change that and keep moving forward. They're the ones that are grateful that they still have business. They're the ones that are, are they have all the gratitude and humility and allow themselves to be vulnerable and, and move forward. Not just these, these guys that are like, you know, we're fine. We can do this. You know, we don't need any other help. Let's take a look at some of the, you might say, symptoms of a static organization and static leaders. Let's just kind of take a, a inventory here or kind of a vote between all three of us, all right? Number one, is a static leader more likely to be highly involved in getting new education, reading books, going to seminars, doing stuff to get more knowledge and more information, or are they more likely to stay with the status quo and just keep doing what it is that they have been doing? The first one, the first one, if they don't, if leaders don't get additional insight from other successful leaders, yep. from their stakeholders, from their peers, from their, from their customers, their clients, if they don't get input from those stakeholders, nothing's going to change. If they sit back and just wait and, and, and just become static, they're going to get exactly what they're asking for. No change at all. And no change at all means they're going to go continue to lose customers, lose market share and lose clients, lose money. Okay. Not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what do you think? No, no new ideas or got to get new ideas. Static leadership, Rich. No new ideas at all. Or they think their ideas that they have in place are still working. Right. Right. So if you're not getting new ideas, right, if you're sticking with the same old ideas, how then do you bring any kind of change in terms of what we're doing? Any kinds of ideas, any kind of applications, any kind of uh, any kinds of, of behavior changes, whether it's with leadership or management, the employees, the ways that we're doing things, with no ideas, no new ideas coming in, what's that likely to lead to? You know, you've talked about you've talked about this on this podcast many times. Leadership starts at the top, culture starts at the top. Uh, dynamic leadership starts at the top. If if the leader does not is not willing to look at new ideas, uh, new ventures, new ways of doing things, that's going to float down to their staff, down the org chart, and they're going to have they they may not either look for new ideas or they may have it but not be willing or be afraid to mention it up the org chart because if their leader's not open to it on his own, his own, her own chances are that their team's not going to be willing to either look at it themselves or pass it up for fear of it's going to go, it's going to be a waste of my time. Yeah. It will feel that way. It's, why bother? Why even try? Right. Because they will always say no anyway. Right. Yep. Correct. Yep. So I'll just sit down and do my work. I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll punch my numbers. I'll, 
I'll do what I need to do and just punch my, my time clock in the morning, go home in the afternoon and not look to ways to make our company better. So if there's no new ideas, no attempt to apply any kind of new processes, new ideas to implement, no ideas of, of creating a, an environment of innovation. If there's none of that going on, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, this crisis, it's still, silly, I feel so dumb even having to ask the question. <laughs> what level of communication is going to be going on from the top to the middle out to the employees? What's the quality of the communication? Rich? There's your example, silence. <laughs> well, just be quiet for a minute and it, you know we'll, we'll we'll try and do you know think each other through this uh you know it, it, it really comes down to you know this that the leadership and i ronnie mentioned something a minute ago about org charts i think this is a good a good example maybe a good um argument for having an outside coach versus an internal coach to help you see this change you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are that are looking to invest and looking to get through this problem, but you know, in their their rush to do that, they're hiring internal coaches and not to slam internal coaches. There's a lot of great internal coaches out there, but they're part of that org chart. Yes, they, they, get, they get plugged into that org chart. They are now an employee of the company, and unless they can affect their their good enough to affect change on their own being part of that org chart internally you're you're back to this uh, back to square one um it's really having the ability to look outside the organization for somebody who can help you when you take a look and that's a great point when you take a look at this notion of you know you got to have new ideas got to talk about new we're doing new things in new ways you got to have great communications right in order to take that to the to the teams out there to make things happen if you don't have that there's really no new knowledge there's no new effort to get new technology as well as you know how do we make a great culture and getting that going and making things happen and communicating about that all that stuff is not happening let's be let's take a very honest look at that what could you expect in terms of high or low or terrible motivation that you would see in your employees? Oh, there, there, there probably wouldn't be any. And, yeah. and, and those employees that want to, to want to make a mark as an employee, no matter what level they're at, whether it's the lowest paid employee or the CEO, you have employees that want to go in and leave a, have a positive impact on their company. Right. If their thoughts, if their ideas are not welcome or even asked for, they're going to look someplace else. Uh, they're going to go someplace that has a better culture, a better line of communication. And we all know the cost of losing and replacing an employee, right? It's a, it's 150% of what you pay to keep them. Oh yeah. So the lack of communication downstream uh, will, will either shut those employees up or, or run them off. And, and that either way, it's an expensive decision. Yeah. And, and isn't that interesting? It's kind of this, you take a look at this, that dynamic. I, the leader, I am uh, unwilling to motivate myself and inspire myself and aspire to new knowledge, new abilities, new skills, new new dreams, new visions. I'm unwilling to do that. And so nothing happens here between me and my employee at that level. And then I get upset because my employees, they're not motivated. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. What a joke. Yep. 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 So 
we got to take a look at this in terms of, okay, what's going to take? We know that 75% of attempts to change culture fail. That's just the statistics. And you got to take a look at it. Why is that? Well, it's going to start somewhere here with the leader, that the leader is, is, is kind of locked down. When you take a look at leaders that don't change, I'm going to tell you their number one fear. It is a fear of change. Yes. It is the fear yep. of the unknown. It is the fear of the future. That's what they're fearing. They're fearing these things. And if you're locked into that fear, you're going to go into protective mode. It's me first. I got to survive. And pretty much good luck, everybody else. It's just that simple. The question here is, can you get through to a leader who is locked down like that? Somebody who really realized, well, we just got to do, keep doing what it is that we have to do. Are they going to be very open? And if, if they're not going to be open, well, let's just tell you, what might that person do? What might that person do that thinks he's got it or she has got it all going really, really good, but in fact is on a flight downhill fast? What could be done? How could you help them recognize that? Well, I think one, they go into a protective mode, fear of failure, fear of being found out, the imposter syndrome, right? Yep. So if this system has worked well for me for the last 12 months, 12 years, if we change it, you all might find out I don't know nearly what everybody thinks I know. So the imposter syndrome is huge with leaders. They'd rather continue on the path they're on than run the risk of being found out that they're not who they think they are or who they want people to think they are. Right. Also, the fear of, of changing, changing what's being done. Oh, I don't like change. Nobody likes change. Well, Eliminate that fear and think about the possibilities, the good changes that could come that could come out of that that positive thinking. Uh, also, think about when when static leaders they tend to have if they're successful in the past they tend to have a thought that the customers or the clients are here to serve us. Good point. Versus versus the other way around, the right. dynamic leaders that are looking into the future they have to create the culture that says. We are here to take care of our customers, to take care of our clients, and my and my background in health healthcare, to take care of the patients. And it's an honor and a privilege to do so. Honor and a privilege, yeah. not right, not just the client or the patient. And Rich and I have a commonality in, in healthcare, but yep. the families of the clients of the patients, the 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 caregivers, the spouses, the kids, whatever. So they've got to change that whole mindset about. We as leaders are not here to serve our client. The clients aren't here to serve us. We as leaders are here to serve our clients. Right. And there's an appreciation around that. They appreciate the the work that they get. They appreciate the customers they have. You know, and they do anything they can to keep them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and it's it comes down to a simple choice. It's, it's a choice. It's not a, you know, a big, long quiz. It's A, it's a or B, yes or no, static or dynamic. What are you going to be? And the thing is, is good leaders surround themselves with people who are better than them. Yeah, that's a sign of a good leader. You're a, a leader is only as good as the people who are around him, and or him or her. And if they don't harness those people's skills, talents, energy, then of course you know no one's going to find them out because no one's going to care. You're not going to have a company anyway. So here, but here's the bottom line: is when you when you harness that energy of those people you know the biggest waste in any company any organization is people's time energy and talents when you harness that and have a, a specific goal and everybody knows what that goal is and everybody has a part to play and everybody's rewarded for that part 
you know, the sky's the limit. And those are the corporations, those are organizations going forward. Small businesses, large businesses, it doesn't matter. They're the ones that are going to be successful. Interesting the way that you've, you've talked about this, gentlemen. And this is one of the things that I take away from it. To help those of you leaders out there that are kind of, am I that kind of person? You know, here's what you'll notice. If you are in an organization that is static, it's it looks like static means just kind of doing the same old thing and just going along here. That's what it looks like. But in fact, a static organization is highly unstable. It it lacks stability. So it's going down and down and falling apart. There's no predictability about it. You probably don't even have a strategic plan in writing. If you do, you don't really have a, st a strategic way to actually implement the plan. There's nothing strategic about it because it's all it's unstable. It's instable. It's all that stuff going on. Conversely, you would think this would not be the case. A dy dynamic organization is stable. It's stable in what it does and how it works because it's always innovating. It's always growing. It's got its focus on the right things, which is to we're going to serve our customers. Let's find better ways continually to improving in serving it, our, our customers. So it is this stable growth that you start seeing, the stable possibilities, the stable, you know, coming up with new ideas and innovations and answer, even anticipating what's going on. So those leaders that are struggling in your organization, if you're feeling that lack of stability, if it things feels like it's falling apart, if it's not making sense, if it's not working for you, you probably ought to give Ronnie a call right away. Could you do something here? Give him a call. Ronnie, tell him how it is you can help him out. Yeah, I mean, my experience, my 40 years in leadership and 20 years is in the healthcare specifically, but 40 years in leadership, uh, I've seen it all. I, I failed. I've been successful. My, uh, my, my clients have failed and been successful. So it's always easier. It's always better to learn by doing instead of listening and, and watching other people fail. So I bring a lot to the table. My experience, I think I can work. I know I can work with, with, with coach, with clients to coach them through the, the static part of their job to, to take static and turn it into dynamic leadership. Uh, my website's right there. You can reach out to me at, at 937-925-5005. And I know we can work together. We have lots of different tools available to me and to me as my and my clients to work through this whole idea of taking a leader from static to, to, to dynamic, full of energy. Thank you, Ronnie. You'll bring a great deal of energy and enthusiasm and knowledge and experience to help you out. Great man. Great coach. Thank you again for being here. Rich, take us home. All righty. Hey, once again, uh, Ronnie, thank you very much. It's always a, always a pleasure and a privilege to have you here on, on the show. And we appreciate everybody who's out there listening. And we hope that you have a great day. And if you have it, honestly, if you have anything to say, podinbox.com, Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Leave us a message. You can go on there and leave us a live message now. And we, we'd love to play that on our next podcast. So once again, thank you. Take care. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, folks. You betcha. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. 
Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.